I watched you on the monitor, your hands swaying gently in the amniotic fluid surrounding you. You looked so calm. You were serenity defined. It was as if you knew what we were looking for. You had peace. You just wanted to show me how to find it. Welcome to the Well Worth Watering podcast. I'm your host, Luann, and my goal is to nourish the maternal health experiences of Black birthing people through education, empowerment, transformative storytelling, and story honoring. Because we are well worth this conversation. We are well worth pouring into. We are well worth watering. About 1 in 13 African-American children are born with sickle cell trait. About 1 in every 365 Black children is born with sickle cell disease. People tend to think of sickle cell as a Black disorder, but people of Hispanic, Southern European, Middle Eastern, or Asian Indian backgrounds are also affected. When Michael and I found out we were pregnant with our first child, I wanted to know our baby's sickle cell status right away. I couldn't wait until that standard newborn screening that most states in America do at this at this point. Our obstetrician told us we could get more information through an amniocentesis, which is a sampling of amniotic fluid that searches for developmental abnormalities or inherited genetic conditions like sickle cell. I was nervous about having an amniocentesis. The thought of a very thin and hollow needle going into my uterus, that didn't sit well with me. But at the time, the unknown for me far outweighed my fear of the procedure itself. I thought that finding out right away would prepare us I thought knowing meant more time to find a hematology clinic, maybe getting as much information as possible before our daughter arrived would prepare us for the worst case scenario. I remember sitting in the bathroom a couple of days before the amniocentesis was scheduled, stuck in a fit of anxiety. I was desperate to take the weight of the unknown off of my shoulders. I can still remember the slight pinch in my belly during the test. It reminded me of a very quick but sharp period cramp. I don't recall it being too painful, but honestly, my focus was on my baby. My eyes were fixed on the monitor. You'll be just fine. You'll be just fine is all I could think. My mind knew that. I just needed to get my heart on board. The physician performing the test made note of the healthy and strong baby that was growing inside of me. Look at those beautiful fingers. She'll play piano someday. I want to talk about an amniocentesis in the context of chronic anxiety, right? And making decisions that are not only the best health-wise for ourselves and uh, our babies, but 
a decision that will not send us into a tailspin of, you know, anxiety, which is something I definitely dealt with, um, not by any fault of, you know, my providers or anything like that. It was just understanding what the waiting period would do to my mental health and my well-being and all of that. So let's get into it. Typically, a provider will recommend that you get an amniocentesis if you are what is considered of advanced maternal age, which is if you are 35 and over, which every time I hear that, it just it does something to me every time because I'm currently 36, just turned 36. And I just think to myself, you know, if I if we wanted to keep growing our family, Michael and I, I'm, I'm of advanced maternal age right now, which is wild, right? So typically you would be considered for a test like amniocentesis to make sure they're screening for all the possibilities and just ensuring that you have a healthy baby, right? The other group are uh, parents that have a family history of genetic conditions. So things like cystic fibrosis, things like sickle cell disease, which is what I was screened for. In most cases, the test results from an amniocentesis will give you good news um, because, again, the things that they're screening for are still considered um, somewhat low risk in the general birthing population. The amniocentesis is usually done between the 15th and 20th week of pregnancy. There is a slight risk of miscarriage during an amniocentesis. There are some times where you will experience maybe a little bit of spotting or bleeding. You might experience a trickle of some of your amniotic fluid after the procedure. Um, again, those are really rare instances. And typically, if you have a little bit of leaking um, or spotting, those issues will go away within a couple of days. The actual risk of miscarriage is estimated to be less than one in every 1,600 amnios that are performed. So during the test, the provider will insert a very long, hollow needle into your abdomen, uh, through the wall of your uterus, into that area of amniotic fluid where your baby is currently growing. While the procedure is being done, there is an ultrasound that is also being performed to ensure that the needle is not getting anywhere near your baby, uh, that you're, you're, everything is fine, everyone's safe, which was such a big concern for me because I just kept thinking, what if she moves? What if she moves her hand? What if she just, you know, just wakes up suddenly and, and hits the needle? I was just, I was so scared about that, but that was not the case at all she was very still and very calm and that brought me a lot of calm. The biggest positive to going ahead and doing an amniocentesis is that assurance of knowing that your baby is healthy or in the case that there is a condition discovered, you have that time to prepare for A, whatever decision you might make regarding your pregnancy and B, to prepare to build a health team, a care team before your baby even arrives earthside. That was the biggest reason my husband and I decided to go through with the MEO. But looking back, I 
don't know if that was the best decision for my mental health at that time. Anxiety, chronic anxiety is a difficult thing, right? Because it's with you and you develop tools throughout your life and in different situations to to deal with it and to react and make decisions in a rational way. But for Michael and I, we, we both knew we were sickle cell trait. And so we knew that our chances of having babies with sickle cell was one in four. So one out of every fourth pregnancy um, may result in a child that has sickle cell. We also knew that even before the results came back, before we decided to go ahead with the test at all to find out, we knew that we would not terminate the pregnancy based on a positive sickle cell status. So really the only benefit for us was being able to prepare beforehand and line up that care team and everything that our daughter would need to live a happy and healthy life or as 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 possible as we could provide it. And that's something that I could have done regardless of knowing her status or not, right? Um, of course, these are the things I think looking back because something that the providers don't necessarily make clear, and I get it, they're on the medical side of the game. And so not enough providers are thinking about the mental health aspects of what these decisions will mean for birthing parents, right? I was caught up in a fit of ooh, sadness, despair. That time between actually receiving the amnio and getting the results was very, very heavy and difficult for me to navigate. Because again, anxiety will send you into a spin of what ifs. And they're always the worst case scenarios. And just understanding how targeted you have to be when you're birthing a child with your the quality of your mental health and the, and the quality of your thoughts and all of those things i i wouldn't have done it I, I wouldn't have i wouldn't have had that test and in fact with our second baby with our son we when I, as soon as i found out i was pregnant i said i i will not do the amniocentesis again because again, the benefit was what? Making sure that we had the appropriate resources lined up and we had the, the nearest and best possible uh, pediatric hematologist. We already have that for our daughter who does have sickle cell. And again, we knew that terminating the pregnancy based on a sickle cell status was never on the table for us. So I chose to protect my peace the second time around. And I have to tell you, it was one of the best decisions I made during my second pregnancy. I, I'm not going to lie. There was in the back of my mind the thought of, what if again, right? And this was totally a possibility. Again, every one in four, there's that risk. I, I did think to myself, well, what if this baby has sickle cell as well? How are you going to handle that? You know, parenting two uh, children with chronic health issues. What are you even doing? Right. I, I'm, I definitely asked myself those questions. But I have to tell you something. Looking at my daughter grow and thrive and being able to have access to um, good health care and resources to see that she was thriving 
it really strengthened me. It strengthened my resolve. It strengthened my ability to tamper down those anxious moments and those anxiety attacks that would come on. Uh, the first couple of months of her life, I was always like looking for like, oh man, is this it? Is this the first crisis? Is, is, is this how it's going to be? And I got to tell you, that moment never came. So the, I was just in a completely different place. Um, so for the second time around, we decided, no, we're not going to do this because we have the resources and we know we're keeping this baby regardless. So I tell you that story to really reinforce a couple of things. One, you have the right and the responsibility to you and your growing family to make the best possible health decisions for everyone involved. I'm in no way trying to discount diagnostic tests or any of those things. What I'm saying is just the medical aspect of it is not the entire equation in and of itself. There are other pieces to consider. And I really look forward to the day where care teams can really consider what that looks like for each family, right? And that might be where your, your doula comes in if you're able to have one. That might be something that your doula can help you consider. What are the pros and cons, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally of these decisions that you will make during your pregnancy? If in the event you decide, you know what, this diagnostic test or this procedure is the best possible thing for my family and myself, what are ways I can still in that process protect my peace? So I wanna hear from you if you are ready to share your story, if you had to undergo diagnostic tests that were more than the average, you know, typical, pregnancy diagnostics, how did you navigate it? How did you protect your peace during all of that? So here are some words that you can put in your well. And this quote is really helpful when you feel like you are in an anxious moment and you need to center yourself. This quote is from Oprah Winfrey. Breathe, let go, and remind yourself that this very moment is the only one you know you have for sure. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your comments and your feedback. You can follow me at Well Worth Watering on Instagram and on Facebook. And until the next episode, always remember you are well worth pouring into and you are well worth watering. I'll talk to you next time.